Now, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 2. I decided to do a series this, this Christmas season uh, during Advent to talk about the gifts we get from Christ. Last week we talked about uh, the gift of hope that Christ gives us. Well, today I want to talk about and focus on his gift of peace. You know, peace is not just something we feel. It's not just an emotion. But the kind of peace that we get from Jesus Christ is a peace that should make us motivated to move, motivated to proclaim and to share it to the world. But how can we have peace in the world we live in when this is a world of war? Somewhere right now there's a conflict going on someplace. People are dying. People are fighting. Our world is in a constant state of conflict. Even, even besides war, there's also domestic violence and child abuse and cyber attacks and mass shootings and murders and much, much more. And this leaves us with feelings of fear and, and anger and, and anxiety. We're not a world of peace. We'll never be a world of peace. And sometimes the conflict is within ourselves. Sometimes we battle and the war rages inside of us with many struggling with anger and addictions and lust and uh, mental health and depression and so much more. So how can we have peace in this world, in this broken, crazy world? And is peace even possible? But the first Christmas, the angels appeared to some shepherds and declared that peace is available. And in their announcement to them, we find out where to find a peace that will last forever. So I'm going to read Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 8. The Bible says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in their field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass and which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the sayings which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was told and as it was told unto them. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, Lord, we thank you for this time of year. Father, it's an amazing time when you reach down and kiss the earth with the incarnation of your Son where you showed us first and foremost that the, our, our 
our lives which are full of dread and no hope and no peace. You changed all that by giving us something we can never get on our own. You give us the gift of your Son, our Savior, who's going to die for the sins of the world, who's going to take away our sins and fill us with his righteousness, who will, who will make a way for us to go to heaven to be with you, which will break down the separation, Father, so we'll no longer be separated from you. But we can have a, a relationship with the, with, with the God of the universe simply because you loved us enough to send your son to die for us. And Father, we don't have to look around here and see all the dread and, and, and anger and the evil in this world and feel hopeless and, and, and without peace. All we have to do is look to you and your great love and know that we have a peace that the world can understand. Now, Father, as we talk about this time, as we talk about these shepherds and their experience and, and the message from the angels, Father, fill our hearts with the joy of knowing that we have peace with you and peace from you and that peace has come on the earth. For we love you and we thank you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> the peace we're talking about today is a gift from Jesus Christ. Not a peace that... Uh, that, that we think we're going to have, not a peace that we create ourselves. It's a peace that's given to us. Romans 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. One day, one day soon, the wrath of God is going to fall upon this earth. He's going to destroy and take vengeance on all those who rejected His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. But for those who believe in Jesus, we don't worry about that. Why? Because we have grace and mercy. True peace uh, begins by turning away from your sins and giving ourselves completely to God. It's faith that we are justified and that we are given access to the grace by Jesus Christ, trusting in his death, burial, resurrection. Without Jesus, there is no peace. It's a great gift. But in order for us to have peace in the Son of God, he had to be incarnated as man so that, he could, so that we could have that peace with God. We come to Jesus. It's repentance and faith that we receive when Jesus uh, starts the peace with God that we have. But we need to pursue that and grow that daily. That's the battle, isn't it? When you get saved, you're focused on God and you say, Lord, thank you for saving me. And you can see the blessings. You see the mercy. You feel the joy. Jesus comes into your heart. He brings you the Holy Spirit to seal you. You're, 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 you're confident that you're going to go to heaven. You're confident that you have peace with God that was never, ever possible before. But just as soon as you take your eyes off God, just as soon as something bad happens, you start focusing on it, you lose sight of that. And suddenly we're worried and, and, and dismayed and we forget. We need to keep our eyes on God. We need to grow in that peace daily. His grace is multiplied daily. And we need to grow in the grace that God gives us. But how do we grow, grow in peace? Well, first, 
We must let go of fear. In verses 8 through 10, we read there where the shepherds are watching their sheep. They're abiding in the field and keeping watch over their sheep, and the angel comes. The light shone. On the outskirts of Bethlehem, they were watching their sheep and in the darkness, away from town. They were isolated and alone. We have to understand who these shepherds were. They weren't the nice people in town. They weren't the good people. These were a group of men who were uh, outcasts, who, who were uh, ostracized, who were dirty, smelly, not very nice men. I picture men out there who are by themselves, and I'm sure there's a lot of discussions about, uh, I'm surrounded by a bunch of guys right here, so I know there's lots of discussions about bodily functions and things like that. And they were crude. They, they weren't very social with people in, in different, or different, different parts of the, of the city. They kind of stayed to themselves. They kept the sheep. They liked to be in the darkness of night. They didn't want to be exposed or, or have to have conversations with people. And this is a picture of the world living in darkness. No hope, no peace. Israel had been without a prophet for 400 years. The Jewish leaders had replaced worshiping God with keeping of the law. It was a dark time physically and spiritually. But all this was about to change. Suddenly a great light, the angel speaking to them. Why? Nobody cared for them. Most people avoided being around them. Shepherds were so afraid. Nothing like this had ever happened before. The night sky was bright as day. But the angel said, fear not, because there is good news, great news. And it's being revealed to these shepherds. I told the children, it's a very important thing for us to understand. Why Jesus came the way he did. Why he came to poor people in a very poor town. In a place where there's no room for him. He had to go to a stable where there was only animals. Why? Because he had access to everyone. Everyone had access to Jesus Christ. Anyone could come and see the Savior. He didn't come to save the rich and the famous. He came to save the shepherds. Good news of great joy to all people. And God's going to start this group that no one cared about. Our God cares about people. He brought peace to all people. And God wants to replace your fears today with peace. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave you with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus says, I'm going to give you my peace. You can have a president or a leader of your country or, or who will say he'll bring peace and he'll bring the troops home. There'll be no more fighting. He can't really promise that. He knows what's going to happen. But when Jesus says, I'll give you my peace, you have peace. You have a peace that no one else can understand. God doesn't want this world to trouble our hearts. And we should stand in the peace that we're given. Peace from Jesus. Isaiah 26.3 says, That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Our mind has to be focused on God. It does. And this time of the year, it's, everything's so busy. We've got so many things we've got to do. We've got activities. We've got, we got to buy presents. We've got to decorate. We've got to do all this stuff. And we lose focus on the fact that it is about Jesus and him coming. And him giving us the hope and the peace that we can't get any other way. We must stay focused on him. 
We must let our fears go and trust in God. Second, we do this by putting our focus on Jesus. Only on Him. Verse 11 says, For unto you this day, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This is the news of peace. Our Savior is born. Jesus has come from heaven to be born of man, to give us all the gift of peace of God. He's come to remove our sins, to remove anything that separates us. What glorious news. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, the Bible says, For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And the governor shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. <coughs> Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And the increase of the government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth and even and forever. The zeal of the Lord host will perform this. He's come. He's come to set up a new government, to set up a new kingdom, to an eternal kingdom, a kingdom of peace, a kingdom where evil will be shunned and destroyed, where Satan will be put in his place. Peace is when we refuse to be distracted, refuse to be afraid, even in the situation that seems impossible. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to make search for those who are wandering from the way and to be their Savior. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus was focused on us, and we must be focused on Him. Always. In every situation, think of Christ. Third, as we grow in peace, we must live our lives praising God. Look at 12 through 14 again. It says, And this shall be a sign unto you, as you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth, goodwill towards men. All the heavenly hosts were praising God because God has brought peace to the earth. What a glorious day. Reminds me of Revelations when uh, they have a scroll with seven seals and no one can open it. And they're mourning and they're crying because no one's worthy to take the scroll and to open it. But then there is the Lamb of God who came and took the scroll and began to open the seals. And there was rejoicing. Why? Because he was about to make everything right. He was going to take, bring peace on the earth. He was going to end the, the evil and the, and the hardships of people. And he was going to make everything the way it should be. What a glorious day. God has given the world his only son to bring the gift of peace. We have several kinds of peace here. First, we have peace with God. And this is only possible through the work of uh, Jesus to redeem us to God. In Ephesians chapter 2, our Bible says, For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of perdition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enemy, even the law of the commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, 
so making peace that he might reconcile both into God in one body by the cross, having slain the enemy thereby, and came and, and preached peace unto you which were afar off and to them which were not. I like that. He preached peace to them who were far off, those Gentiles and the ones who were not his people. He comes to preach to everyone. Let them know the peace is possible. It's available to all. As I sit here in the last few days and, and preach those two funerals, I looked at the family and I realized that they were mourning and they were grieving, but they also had a peace of knowing that their loved one was in heaven. What a joy that is, isn't it? Ain't that, ain't that wonderful to know? We don't have to worry about them. We don't have to guess. We don't have to try to, to hope. We don't have to, to think that maybe they're there, maybe they're not. We know definitely beyond the shadow of a doubt that they, they accepted Christ as their Savior. They're sealed, and that's where they are, to be with Him. It's that peace with God that came through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. His sacrifice. Not anything we do. We can't work our way to heaven. But we can believe and accept that His work was good enough to save us all. Peace with God. The cross where he shed his blood and died. Put an end to that sin debt. And that separation we have from God. When he died, that, that uh, curtain tore down in the temple. There was no more separation between us and the holiest of holies. We can go before God anytime we want to. Why? Because Jesus made it possible. We also are given the peace of God. It's an inward peace of knowing that we belong to God. It's a state of the soul of the Christian who has committed all his anxieties to God through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 4-7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always, again, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't it wonderful? It's that peace of God, of knowing that any time we want to, no matter what's going on, we can go before him in prayer. We can be in the throne room and lay down our petitions to God. We can praise him. We can do, uh, send our requests to him. We can, we can give him thanksgiving for all the blessings he gives. And we do it personally. Because of the peace that Jesus provided. It's just a wonderful thought. And I don't have to sit and think about what I'm going to do or, or how I'm going to get through this. I just stop and pray. And you're in the presence of Almighty God. That's the peace He gives us. The third kind of peace He gives us is that Jesus bringing His birth also will bring peace on earth. We'll not have it now. Will not have it in our lifetime. But this speaks of the universal peace on the reign when Christ reigns for the millennium. Psalms 72 7 says, In his days shall the righteous flourish, and the abundance of peace that so long as the moon endureth. He will bring peace. He's the only one who can. In Isaiah 11 4 through 6, the Bible says, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with uh, iniqu uh, equally, uh, iniquity the, for the meat of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the bread of his lips shall he.
he slay the wicked, and righteousness shall be uh, the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. And the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lay down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. What a wonderful time, what a Right now we see fighting and arguing and, and, and problems everywhere as we look. Nothing, nobody can seem to get along. But one day, when Jesus reigns, peace will reign. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that day. Because we'll be with him. And we'll reign with him. Finally, if you have that peace today, if you believe in Christ, you must get moving to tell others so they all know about the peace of God. Look at 15 and 16. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from, the, from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. They were shocked. They were amazed. They couldn't believe what had just happened. But they knew one thing for sure. We've got to go see. We have to go look. We have to go see this Savior that was born. This, this child that was given from God. So they went. Found the king lying in the manger. It's this time of year when, I, when, you, when you, you sit and you listen to people and you you're out and about, and you're doing things, you're maybe in the mall or maybe shopping or something, you hear people talking about different things, and, and, and you very quickly get the idea that they have no idea what we're celebrating. They have no idea what this is all about. And it's heartbreaking, isn't it? That we know. We know the importance of this holiday. We, we know the importance of this event that happened when Jesus became born. But they don't know. And he came to save everyone, to give everyone access to this peace. Salvation has come to all people, but all people don't know it. But they had to go see, didn't they? They had to run to Jerusalem. They left the sheep, left everything. We've got to go. We've got to go see this. Look at verse 17 and 18. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the sayings which was told them concerning the child. And they all, and, and all they that heard it wondered at these things which were told them by the shepherds. To me, this right here is the most amazing verse. I told you these shepherds were filthy, dirty, uh, uncouth, if you want to say, say that. They didn't, they didn't have good uh, uh, social skills and, and talking to people. And they'd probably go a long time without talking to anybody except for sheep. And here they said, we got to tell people. We've got to tell everybody. And nobody said, hey, we don't do that. They don't, nobody's going to listen to us. Look at it. We're shepherds. Nobody's going to listen to what we say. Nobody thought that. It says it's not about us. It's not about who we are. It's not even about who they are. It's about this wonderful news that's happening. God has come. God has seen His Son. God has become man to give us eternal life and forgive us of our sins. We're, we're no longer separated from God. We're, we've seen angels. And pretty soon we can go before God and pray. This is something that has to be told to everybody. I can't, we can't keep quiet about this. And they went and told everybody. And people, I know people are saying, why is this shepherd talking to me? And then they wondered about what they said. 
say, what good, what good evangelist, right? He, God took somebody who would never speak to anybody and filled him full of the words of him so that he can go tell the world and the people in the world heard. How quick are we to go tell? I think sometimes when we talk about witnessing people, we say, ah, oh, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do all that. I'm no, I don't go knock on anybody's doors. I don't, I don't feel comfortable going up and talking to someone about it. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I just, just uh, I just don't want to get out of my comfort zone, you know. Man. How comfortable are you knowing that people are going to die and go to hell because you wouldn't speak to them? Is that a comfort zone you want to be in? He gave us this book. You know, we talked about it in our, um, in our uh, Sunday school lesson this morning. We was talking in Revelations. And, and uh, John was seen a book. And, and um, he, well, he heard the seven uh, thunders, voices of God. And he was told, don't, don't record what you heard. There's some things in the, in the Bible that are a mystery. And then there's some things in here that are a mystery to certain people. And a mystery is not something you have to try to figure out or something you can't know. A mystery in the Bible is something you don't know unless God reveals it to you. Okay? So we're talking about the mystery of the gospel. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That he came to save uh, those who are lost and dying. He came to take away the sins of the world and give them righteousness. That's a mystery that the world doesn't understand. But you do. The shepherds didn't know exactly what had happened. They knew God was born. They knew the Savior had come. And that was a mystery that the world needed to know. So they went and told as many people as they can. Church, we've got work to do. This is a mystery that God gives us. And when you look around and see people who don't know what they're celebrating for, think about the fact that you do know. Tell them. Help them to understand. So they too can have that peace. Passes all understanding. Verse 19 20. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. Knowing Christ and the gift of peace, he brings leads us to a lifetime of praising and glorifying God. Are you praising God today? Are you spreading the good news of salvation? That Jesus is born? If nothing else, go tell people John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What a wonderful gift of peace. Today when you're in the store trying to find what to give a loved one, what to give uh, someone who doesn't know Christ, tell them about Jesus. Give them the wonderful gift of peace. Let go of your fear. Put all your focus on the Savior. Praise God every day and everywhere. Start moving with that gospel message on your lips and the joy in your heart. For a Savior is born, the Prince of Peace. Every head valley, every eye closed. You know, Jesus can come back at any time. When he comes back, he's going to take his church home.
at the graveside of Shirley, I told him that uh, you know, he's going to prepare a place for us. He'll come back for us one day. And where we will be there, he'll be also. And listen, we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And he's revealed to us certain things about the gospel, about the good news in our hearts. And we know these mysteries. When we're raptured off of here and we're taken away, where are they going to get the answers that the people need about Jesus? There's no time to delay. There's no time to wait. Now's the day. Now's the day of people's salvation. Now's the time before it's too late. And this is a great opportunity. Because everybody knows Christmas. Do they need the Savior? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for all that you do for us and all that you give us. Father, I don't understand why you sent your Son to become a man, to be all man and all God, to die for me. Father, I don't deserve your peace. I don't deserve your forgiveness. I don't deserve your love. But that doesn't matter because you love me anyway. And as I look out at the world, Father, lost and dying and hating each other and, and warring and, and, and arguing and, and not really understanding what anything is about, I'm heartbroken, Father, because as much as I don't deserve it and I have it, why can't they have salvation too? Because that peace is offered to everyone. 